0: This is the Truth Network. Hidden treasures of the Song of Songs, which is Solomon's. Oh, what a spectacular, spectacular verse we get to dig into today. It is the 12th verse in the first chapter of the Song of Solomon, and it may become my favorite verse always. Oh, man, the more I've studied this verse, the more I love it. I'll go ahead and ring it, read it in English, and boy, you're going to be so excited to dig into this today, I believe. Oh, my goodness. So verse 12, while the king sitteth at his table, my spikenard sendeth forth the smell thereof. So uh, I would be remiss if I didn't share with you that one of the joys of life is to see Spurgeon's. Um, sermon on this particular verse, like, oh my gosh, what he brings to the forefront on this verse is just absolutely spectacular. And the thing that he points out immediately, and I couldn't agree with him more, is the reason that the spikenard sendeth forth its smell thereof is because the king is at the table. (laughs) And the way he puts it is so amazing. He said, if you take the coldest, deadest oak tree in the middle of winter, frozen with sap barely burning barely moving within the tree that if Jesus now is sitting at the table (laughs) with that that coldest of persons right sitting actually with Jesus at the table right behold he knocked at the door and now he's going to come in and sup with you at his table to sit at the table with Jesus and the sap begins to run and the buds begin to bloom and the fragrance is sent forth it's like oh my gosh Oh, my gosh, what a picture he, he pointed there out, and I just got to tell you, I know I'm plagiarizing virgin, but, man, I mean, it's just so spectacular what he's talking about there, and, of course, you know, I would definitely be remiss if I didn't connect these verses together, so we talked about in verse 11 how, you know, we will make the borders of gold with studs of silver, that there was a we there, and the idea being that of the trinity, And so Spurgeon points out, and I couldn't agree with him more again, that it is a a threefold anointing that Christ gets both at his baptism, right, because he got the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, as well as he was anointed while he was at his table three times, right, by Spikenard specifically. You know, one time um, on the head, which is very famous, obviously, and the other two at his feet, one time with hair. You know, it's a spectacular thing that that in all those cases, when they were sitting with the king of kings, you know, the word malik is the word king in Hebrew, and to understand what that is, there is really only one king, okay? (laughs) He is the king of kings. And at the end of that word malik, you can hear that K sound, that is a hoof, And that letter hoof has so much to do with desire, like we desire that king in ways that we don't even begin to understand. And so with that desire, when he's sitting at his table, like oh my goodness, then this spikenard, okay? And the other thing that I wish everybody could see, all that is in the the letters, I wish I could see all that was in these letters (laughs) that are in this verse, but the letter nun, you might know, has to do with grace. In fact, um, the word grace starts with a het, and it ends with a nun. And you might know it's Noah spelled backwards. But the beautiful thing about grace and what Spurgeon obviously knew, is, in fact, his sermon was, was titled Fragrance of Grace, that it is our graces that come forth when we're sitting at the table with the Lord right? <laughs> he brings out the best, the best, the very best, the graces, the things. And again, that the, the word grace, as we're on this quest throughout this to understand the statutes, begins with the same letter that the word statutes begin with, which is a het. And so you have this het that's with grace and a het and a nun. So when you think about the nun that's in the letter grace, it has to do with that. Of course, you might remember the first verse in the 119th Psalm and the nun section is, you know, thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path because that nun is like a candle. It is our nefesh. It's our souls. And, uh, you know, it it is spectacular when you think about it, the last verse in the nun section is what i've inclined my heart to keep thy statutes always even unto the end so there come three nuns real fast right at at you when he says spike nard okay so you can hear the n in the nard which uh is what was jesus was anointed with when he was at the table but you know that idea of this light of 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 nard and and then the letter is a resh, which is talking about the head of something and beginning of something, and then a dalet, which is of service. Like, here's this grace-loving service that is being poured forth, right? And the, and the word that sendeth, you might know, um, is Nathan, which I, when I think of sendeth, I always think of Nathan the prophet who was bringing Dave, David the messages. But Nathan is the word sending in... in um, in Hebrew, and it has two nuns in it. All right, <laughs> it is a nun and then a tav, and then a nun. So it's like a nun that brings the end of the story. That this idea of this faith that brings the end of the story, in again faith, and and wow, I mean it's just spectacular to think that our sparknart is going forth, and that brings this smell. And the word smell in Hebrew. Um, that is translated here, smell, um, is this, again, another spectacular word, and from my standpoint, is that that's where we find the het, is in that word, in that it is a resh, meaning the head of something, like here comes the beginning of the smell, and then a yud, which, again, is that idea of a spark of God, the light itself, and then the het. You know, which we find <laughs> in the word statute, which we find in the word hesed which we find in where we're, what we're searching for in our marriage with Christ. And so that smell comes as a result of our marriage, okay? I'm just telling you. It just does because when you're in God's presence, when you become married with Him, you send forth a fragrance. And the point of all that is. You know, just like in, in the, uh, the second or the third verse that we talked about, because of the fragrance of thy good ointments, thy name is a perfume poured out. That was the case of Jesus. Well, as he pours out that, his name, you see, it makes our perfume our graces um, as, as we get in him to, to, to go forth with amazing things that we do because we've been sitting at the table with him. And, and I just did a devotion um, at the retirement home and I read an old story I've read many times that that is such a picture of grace there was this story during the depression of a man in Idaho which is where I'm from (laughs) that worked at this produce stand and these young boys as you can imagine during the depression of some of them are hungry and they had no father in the home and their mother was sickly and so you know the old man would barter with them for marbles maybe you've heard the story it's spectacular and he would always say you know because there'd be a young boy sitting there eyeing those peas and he would say you know you know would you like those peas son jim would say and the son would uh, and the boy would say well i would love some sir but i don't have anything to pay for them with and he goes well have you gotten to happen to have a marble with you and oh well, yeah i've got one and let me look at it well that yeah that that marble is blue and i really want a red one <laughs> I'll tell you what, I'll give you these peas, you take them home to your mom, and, and then you bring back that red marble, of course, when the when he came back with the red marble as the man's wife d- described to everybody that came in, of course he uh, would ask for a green one or whatever the case may be. Well, at this man's funeral, these three boys in town that had gotten vegetables all the way through the, depe- the depression were now one of them was in the military good haircuts, clean-cut young men, and there they were at the casket of this wonderful old saint who obviously had been at the table with the Lord, <laughs> who obviously was putting off this phenomenal fragrance in the acts that he was doing of love of these young men. And there under his hand, as his wife would show um, the person in the story, were three red marbles, right? I mean, you get the picture like, oh, my goodness, what grace... Uh, when we're in the presence of the Lord, we're able to love like he does and love the unlovable. I mean, that's even, even what Jesus taught about. What grace is it to you when you just love those who love you? Um, because it's, again, if we sit at the table and don't miss it, uh, clearly it's the Lord's table. And don't miss in the 23rd Psalm that says, you know, I I prepare a table before you in the presence of an enemy. Then he what? He anoints your head with oil. (laughs) You know, it's it's all there. Like, man, time and again, can we get the message here? And I just think, man, this verse, this verse, this verse, can I please, please, please sit at the table? When he stands at the door and knocks, can I please get up and answer? Because he will come in and sup with us as is told to us in Revelations. Thanks for listening.